0: Welcome back everyone. It is episode 19 of the Golden Goal podcast. It is October 29th. Uh, It's a lovely Tuesday. Uh, We've got more footy to talk about today. Uh, We're going to do a Premier League recap from these past weekend's games. Uh, We're going to talk Syria and La Liga. Uh, We're going to talk about Serginio Des committing his future to the United States men's national team. Uh, We got some uh, just a couple extra touches for you guys and then our Golden Goals for the weekend. Javi, how are you doing today?
1: Doing well, man. Doing well. Another week, another dollar. Let's <laughs> get after it, man. Um, good weekend for some footy. Um, you know, like you said before, big MLS playoffs. Uh, you know, we're, we'll, we'll touch up on this later in the podcast, but there was a big game against LAFC versus Galaxy. Oh, hell yeah. Um, lots of mini stories in between there that we can touch upon. And then uh, tonight also, right? Uh, L.A.F.C. versus Seattle tonight in the MLS playoffs. So lots of good stuff still going on this week. But uh, we'll we'll start with the prem recap, and we'll get into that right now, and you know, move on as the pod progresses. Yeah. So there were there's really only
0: on paper the really only big matchup was Liverpool Tottenham, uh, which we'll start with. But it goes without saying that. There were uh, all, Pretty much all the games were exciting this weekend, minus, uh, I think it was... Uh, bournemouth, bournemouth, bournemouth,
1: right? Bournemouth,
0: I don't know who Bournemouth... It was a 0-0 tie, though. Yeah, bournemouth Watford, <laughs> 0-0. But, yeah, starting off with Liverpool and Spurs. Spurs score first in this game, go up early, 1-0. Um, and then Liverpool doing as they do, finding a way to win um, at home at Anfield. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, man. I thought I thought it was a good game. I thought Tottenham was gonna go off, dude. They scored it in the first fifty seconds of the game. Uh big dig Harry Kane going in off a off a rebound from um Son's shot. And uh, you know, he was a nice little I think header tapping. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, there we go. Start off at Anfield one zero for uh under a minute. But uh as we know, Liverpool are pesky fucks. Especially at home, and they always find a way to win because they never stop attacking. They never stop trying to create chances. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, I'll, I'll touch. I'll. I'll kind of just say this right now from the get go. I think uh, Orier is a fucking head case and a liability for Spurs. I'm glad you
0: brought that up. And and, and
1: Rose, I don't really like Rose too much either. But Orier is definitely the worst out of the two.
0: Yeah, I. I, I can see. I can see Spurs replacing both of their outside backs in the Mm -hmm. summer. Yeah. Um, Maybe even bringing one in the winter uh, just because, I mean, shit, they're in 11th place right now. Yeah, they're in. 11th place. uh, And despite the fact that they hit their low a week or so ago um, in that loss to Brighton, this was one of their better performances during this tough stretch that they've been undergoing. Yeah. and they probably deserved a point in this game, in my opinion. Um, they just had a couple players that just didn't show up. Erickson again. Yeah, kind of. Just doesn't look like he wants to be out there. If I'm the club, he's got to be gone in January. Deli Alley underwhelming again. Um, definitely, like you said, the outside backs. Sane drawing another penalty um, from Aurier. And I actually heard. You guys won't believe me, but this is this is fact. Serge Aurier has committed four penalty kicks this season. Four <laughs> penalties. This guy,
1: and he's still you're starting right back. I mean, in yeah. a four back system. I mean, I'm surprised that uh, Winks hasn't, or is it is it Winks? Wait, who? are uh, other outside back, or uh, Davies? Davies, sorry, not Wins.
0: Davies. And they also have uh, Walker Peters, who. Was not on the bench for this game. I don't know if he's injured,
1: but. Sur- Surprise, Potch hasn't uh, given those guys a go over Warrior. Denny Rose is not as good again, as we said, but um, he's, he, I mean, Warrior's just holy shit.
0: Or, or, they could move to a 3 5 2 because they do have three healthy center backs and they have Eric Dyer who can also play center back. Yep. Um, or he can play as even like just a sweeper right in front of the, the two. Yeah, and yeah. then they could play with wing backs with Rose. And Oriere, um, who, like we've talked about before, if they can play that five-back system, he's much less of a liability. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then they can sacrifice Erickson or Dele Alli, who are both playing fucking stinky at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, I feel like they'll have a lot more flexibility if they can try to play that way, but I don't see that happening. I don't see Pochettino trying that out. Uh, but I do think Spurs played a relatively good game. Um, like I said, just a couple couple of those attacking pieces not showing up once again. Um, Hungman Sun pulling most of the weight uh, in terms of creating for Kane. Um, I hate that Mane got that penalty kick call. Even though I do agree it was a penalty, it's just like... Kind ugh, of unlucky. He's looking for it. He And yeah. I don't... I, I have nothing against that because that's part of being a shifty forward. Like, sometimes there's going to be occasions where you can be looking for it, and you're playing against a liability like Aurier, and you can get it. And sure enough, I mean, it's not the first time he's done it.
1: No, yeah, because you you could tell from that foul that Aurier was just trying to clear the ball. But Mane just, last second, just squeezes his foot in there. So instead of Aurier kicking the ball, he kicks Mane. To the ground, and you know, I saw that, and I'm like, ah, you fucking shithead. I was like, that is such a great move on Mane's part, but god damn it, if I'm a defender, yeah. I'm just fucking pissed at that. But, uh, yeah, dude, I mean, it, it just this game kind of just summarizes Liverpool. I mean, they always just find a way to win, man, which makes them a good team, right? No matter if they get scored on first or they, you know, if 85 minutes in the game, they can't score a goal. They always just find a way to win the game at the end, and especially at Anfield, right? Because, you know, it's it, Anfield's a hard place to go in and win, or even tie for that matter. So,
0: I will say also, <clears throat> t- tip of the hat to Gazaniga played extremely
1: well in this game. Hell of a game! I think he made like 10 saves. Yeah, yeah, he went off, dude. I, I thought. Uh, to be honest i thought they were going to score more on him so i yeah, I, and yeah he, you're right. he he kept them in the
0: game he for did. sure he made a double save i know um and you know Li- liverpool it's not even that liverpool played bad the fact that they could have got dropped points in this game um it's just that gasaniga really did stand on his head quite a bit yeah. um and they did concede uh, that early goal yeah. um kind of just fell fell asleep there yeah Do, i will i will point this out though too Liverpool have not kept many clean sheets this year. Maybe 2 so far. And yeah. last year, I mean they have eight, they have eight goals conceded, which is still good. Um but if you look at their stats, they haven't kept as
1: many clean sheets as they were at this point last season. No, I don't think so. I'm looking at their I'm actually looking right now. Uh one against Burnley. Um one against Sheffield that's it.
0: Two. 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 Two two and ten matches. And, two and ten matches. I think we'd ex have expected at least four or five at this point. Yeah, um, yeah,
1: for how much for their defense, how how solid they are. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, they, they can uh, I mean granted they haven't given up that many goals, but yeah. yeah but yeah, you're right. Yeah, and they're I, still scoring a shit ton. They're scoring a shit ton, so yeah, that's kinda of making up for. It. Um but I was gonna say also, um, just hats off to to Henderson and Fabinho, man. I mean, they played a hell of a game. And Fabinho, man, he, he is a manager's dream player when it comes to just a solid center defensive mid. Really is. Because, you know, he, not that he doesn't provide a lot in the attack, but he is just so solid when it comes to sitting back and just kind of picking up interceptions, um, winning 50-50 balls. I mean, the dude's all over the place. And Henderson... I mean, even even longer than the past two years. I mean, he's just been a great servant to the club. I mean, he's he's um. I, I don't think a lot of people give him a lot of credit. You know, I, I think he's I think he's been a fucking uh baller. For that's Liverpool. a that's a
0: great shout because I was thinking that same thing
1: because
0: prior to Liverpool's just like finding this extraordinary form throughout seasons as they have in the last couple years, you know, in those years where they were maybe really grinding out results to get sixth, you know, um, before Klopp came primarily, uh, Henderson was still there, was a leader at that club, um, even when things weren't going as they are today. And I feel like he's gotten a ton of criticism over the years from the fans, uh, whether it be. Um whether he's putting up the numbers they want him to put up or whether it be in those times like we just said, where they they weren't they weren't fighting for second, third, first place like they are now mm-hmm. and you know he just kind of puts his head down and keeps doing what he's doing, leading as best as he can and now he's become probably one of the best captains um in the Premier League, yeah, yeah, if not the best at this point in time. And him and Milner, I feel, together, even though Henderson has been there longer, and I believe I believe this is the
1: only club he's played for, Liverpool. Uh, I I, th- I think so. I, he might be an academy player, to be honest. I don't... Uh, uh, don't quote me, though. I'm actually going to look this up real quick.
0: It's like he had stints at Sunderland and um, Coventry City on loan before this. Uh, okay. But he's been with Liverpool th- since 2011, taken a ton of criticism um, in the years prior to their, uh, prior to these last few where they've been just on another level and credit to him, man, and doesn't, doesn't deserve the criticism that he, that he has gotten in the past. In my opinion, just a really class player, fundamental player, um, and really just gives us all for the club. So credit to him getting a a big goal in this game, um, to tie it up really nice finish as well. But we will move on. Uh, That one ends 2-1 to Liverpool. We'll move on to Arsenal Palace. A lot of drama in this one. Indeed, indeed. A lot of drama. Arsenal had a chance to go... uh, I guess they probably couldn't really move ahead of fifth if if, if they won this game. But up 2-0 after 10 minutes. And... Their back line does what they do, and they give up two second half goals to Palace, who had only had eight goals in nine games coming into this game. <laughs> one off a penalty, and one from Jordan Ayu, who scores once in a blue moon. <laughs> and before we get into the actual game, Granite Shaka gets subbed off in the 60th minute in this game to a echo of booze from his fans.
1: Yeah, I saw that. Um,. He he. What did he mouth? He said "fuck off," right to the arsenal. Uh, he fans. took his
0: shirt off, and he kind of just like put his did hand, some yeah. hand gestures, like "bring it on," like yeah, yeah, keep him coming. And, and he
1: mouthed he mouthed something like "fuck off" or something. Probably yeah. Um, that's your captain, Arsenal. That's your captain right there. Uh, I don't know. He, whew, I mean, I, I don't even know where to start with this one. I mean, one. It really shows how Unai Emery does not have a grip on this team. And it it, it really it really speaks in volumes as to Unai Emery really making Jaka captain of this club. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say Xhaka's a bad person. I don't know him as a person, right? I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy. But when it comes to on the field, he's a liability. And... And I'm not saying as a captain you you can't you can never make a mistake, but you know he's the opposite of what a captain should be. You know he doesn't really bring anything to the table in terms of uh playing style. So at the very least, as a captain, you should be able to bring a sense of calmness and uh, be able to get the team focused at uh, for the task at hand. But he's just like a nutcase, right? Like so, I, I don't really see. Why he he's even captain? He he doesn't bring anything on the pitch, soccer wise, besides just rash tackles. And then when it just comes to actual leadership, as you can see from that, from what we saw this weekend, doesn't bring any of that either. So I I don't really I don't understand you know why he's. I mean I think he should be stripped of his captaincy. To be honest, it doesn't it doesn't take a genius to know
0: that the fans aren't they they, they don't like. It. And if I'm Unai Emery, not only does this guy not show consistent performances game in and game out, but he's not a fan favorite. And if I'm going to make somebody a captain, I want him to be a man of the people, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Someone who the fans adore and is also putting in consistent performances and can show some leadership. And like you said... He hasn't really shown any examples of leadership so far. And I'm not saying there are people in line that are better choices for a captaincy than him because there really isn't. Arsenal doesn't really have any true leaders on this team. You can make an argument for Aubameyang. He's yeah. kind of been there a while now. I, I was, he's a
1: he's a veteran player. Yeah, I was going to say I mean, he I was going to say Socrates maybe just because of his experience. Yeah. I mean, he, he's, he still makes mistakes, but, I mean, yeah. I mean, there's not a lot. I mean, yeah, I agree. There's not a I,
0: lot. I mean, you you know Yang's going to start every game. Yeah. He's been your top scorer for X amount of seasons. He brings that consistency. The fans like him. Is he a leader? Maybe not. Maybe not a true leader. But those but, other yeah. two things he has going for them that Shaka does not. Yeah. And let's be honest – I think the majority of the Arsenal fan base would rather see Torreira in there than Granit Xhaka. Simple yeah. as that.
1: Yeah, I agree. And and, sp- and speaking of the Arsenal fan base, I don't know if you saw that video of fans um, like yelling at Aubameyang when he was in his car. I mean, he was in his like really nice chrome Lambo, but they were like, f- like it was a red light or something and they were like yelling at him, calling him like all these names. And I'm like, why, like, do you want your best player to leave? Like, I, I don't know. <laughs> like. Yeah, I don't like. I didn't. I did
0: not see that. Uh, but
1: the Arsenal, that's that's just
0: that's ridiculous. And you're right. How are you gonna get top class players to come here if that's how you're gonna treat
1: arguably your, your most important player? Uh, he's the reason why that Arsenal isn't doing as shit as they are. He's a fucking goal scoring machine. So I, you know, there's no. There's really no fingers to be pointing at, really, here specifically when it comes to Arsenal. But it's just about—it's more so Unai Emery because I I don't know what the hell he's doing. I don't know what he's trying to do. I don't think Arsenal are better off than they were with Arsene uh, Wenger before he left. So, uh, I mean, they're doing well. They're doing still relatively well in the league. But that is because Lacazette and Aubameyang are still in there and and I, I've heard rumors that they 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 thinking about leave. I don't know how true this is. you know how Bleacher report is and all that shit is. Yeah. So you don't know, but if it's true, and then you're sweating a little bit because they're the re- I, I honestly think they're those those two guys are the reason why that Arsenal's doing so well because they're scoring. I mean, there's just they're just consistently scoring goals. yeah, and Pepe's not Pepe's and, not scoring. and Pepe's not doing too well right and now. you know what
0: you're not getting anything out of your midfield. You had that one good game at the beginning of the year from Ceballos, and your back line stinks. And now you got a captain who's storming off and
1: getting booed by his fans, and yeah. probably deservingly getting booed yeah, by yeah. his fans. So, um, so I, I think the cracks are starting to beginning to be more, more clear, uh, more evident on this Arsenal team because in the beginning of the season they were kind of pulling out results, still. Yeah. But I think uh, you know, and, I'm not, and there's no hate or anything. I mean, but this is just. I think it's starting to become more clear that there's problems going on. And I'm glad you brought up uh, it's Emery's poor
0: man management. Because at this point, not only is he getting tactics wrong and playing Shaka when he probably should be playing Torreira and this and that, but I don't know if he has control of the locker room at this point. And I don't know if he's managing his players from a a personal standpoint um, off the field at this point.
1: We'll look at Ozil.
0: Yeah, uh, Ozil doesn't. I don't even think Ozil plays in this game. No, he's not even give, on the bench he, in this game.
1: No, uh, he's uh, he's been kept off for a long time, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on with that. And
0: so, so yeah, Arsenal.
1: They got. Some they blow. Shit. They
0: blow this game. They yeah.
1: blew three or two points
0: in this game, and they really gifted Palace both of their goals. Palace wasn't playing well, special yeah. uh, to really deserve these. Um, so, Arsenal going to Arsenal, uh, doing what they do, just coughing up points once again. Uh, but we'll move on from that one. Yep. Uh, bad times at Arsenal. Bad times. Bad times. Uh, but better times for your, your United. Uh, they take care of business at Norwich, 3-1. Uh, they still don't know how to take penalty kicks. But <laughs> yeah, you're telling, you're telling me, man.
1: <laughs> Two piss penalties in this game. Yeah, really really poor penalties. Um lucky that we that Norwich are fucking cheeks and they really there's no threat, but I mean I mean I I think with these two missed PKs, I think that's four or five PKs missed for Man United this season already. Yeah, I think you're at five now. It's five, which is when you think about it, that's five goals. You spread that throughout ten games. That could have been a real difference maker for United. They could have been already in fourth if they made the all their PKs, you know?
0: Yeah, they really could. Um, it was good to see Martial
1: back in this game. It was though. good to see Martial back in this game. Stinky PK, but it was good to see him. Um, break, I, I don't know. Uh, or I'm going to talk about this PK situation real quick. I don't know who should take him anymore. <laughs> to be honest with you, dude, Like I'd probably have Ashley Young take him. I mean, he's fucking captain, and he's already on set pieces, so you might as well have, put him on the ball. Let Rashford take a break from PKs. Let Marshall take a break from PKs. Even pugwell because he missed his PK also. Just let just let young Ashley put in there, put a boot in there, and fucking put it, smash it in that man. I don't know or Pereira. I mean, I, I, because at this point, Rashford's missed two PKs this season. Pugba has missed one, Marshals missed one, and then I, I think Pugma maybe missed another one too. So um, we're not good PK takers, and we yeah. need to make them. So you might we need to figure out who who's consistent. Maybe maybe one day at practice have a little PK shootout game and see who can who can make them. So, yeah. Cause I don't know, I don't know, man. This is a this this is really taking me off. But they uh, finally
0: got some fucking shots on goal. In this they game. got some
1: shots on goal though. So this was a good game. Eleven
0: shots on goal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, probably should have had a shutout. They let up a late goal. Yeah. Uh, McSoss with a nice goal. Mm-hmm. And Rashford looked so much more comfortable back on the wing, uh,
1: than he does up top. Yeah. I, Marshall coming back in the mix, I think takes a load off, uh, Rashford a ton, when it comes to scoring. Yeah and just being, like, a Ford. Because uh, Anthony Marshall, I think Anthony Marshall and Rashford work well together up top. They kind of either interchange, like, Marshall sometimes goes on the wing, then Rashford steps into the center or vice versa. Um, so uh, they become really comfortable with each other, and the load is just taken off Rashford's shoulders a ton. And if, I don't know if you saw that connection for Marshall's goal, but Marshall fed Rashford through. Then uh, Rashford had a nice little back heel to Marshall, and then yeah. Marshall had a nice little icy finish. So that was nice to see. Yeah, they,
0: they I think they have good chemistry together. Yeah. And Daniel James is another decent, assist in this decent. game, man. You know,
1: in terms of consistency, um, because Marshall's been injured, but in terms of, cons- I think Daniel James has been United one of United's best players. Yeah, so definitely far this one of the season, and consistent. and to be, I didn't expect him to even start. <laughs> so at the start of the at the start of the beginning of the season. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> uh, a young, an uh, eighteen million uh, pound player from Swansea, cha- the championship, young too, young 20, 22 years old or something like that is is lighting up the Premier League right now, and and well, not lighting it up, but you know making a difference in this United team mm-hmm. that's lacking a lot of consistent players. So um, he's been having a hell of a game. Scott McTominay too uh great goal uh he's already kind of a leader in a sense too you know because he's still so young but you know he's he's had to step up in this team because there's no one else to really do it it's and, also
0: last thing I'll say good to see that Ole is kind of seems to be kind of done with the whole Mata experiment and Lingard experiment and Matic experiment
1: yeah yeah um yeah, I, I like that too. Mata, I think Mata is injured, but even if he wasn't, he wouldn't have played this game, you know. But Mata, Lingard, I love Mata. I I know he was he Mata actually was good in his prime when he was younger, right? But he's just old. Lingard, he's in his prime right now, and he's kind of poop. So, uh, you yeah, know, he he, he doesn't he hit his ceiling. Yeah, he hit his seen two years ago. Um, he's more of a squad player that you throw in the last like twenty minutes of a game. Um, I, I like Pereira as a center-attacking mid. I think they should just keep him there, to be honest with you, for now until until Pugba comes back. And then when Pogba comes back, I mean, I'd put Pogba Cam, and leave Fred and McTominay where they are. But I don't know. We'll see how that how that turns out. But
0: Ultimately, a game they should have won, and uh, they did win. And they actually played convincingly this game, I thought. Uh, we're up 3-0 if it wasn't for a late goal there mm-hmm. at the end. Uh, so, I mean, good for them. On to the next.
1: Yeah, Chelsea tomorrow in the Carabao Cup. Mickey Mouse, at nice. uh, At uh, Stamford Bridge, which I still think this is going to be a big game in terms of can you keep this uh, intensity and form yeah. going. Yeah, so. and Chelsea, we're going yeah, to get to that next. Yeah, Chelsea's
0: yeah. playing fucking nice. Yeah, So,
1: but good result overall. Um, we'll see if they can continue that with Bournemouth and Brighton in the league next. So not, we need another six points from these two games for sure. So speaking of Chelsea, Chelsea are legit. Dude, yeah. I've...
0: And... I don't I'm want jealous. To, I don't want them to be too legit for when they have to play City and all that and threaten anyone in the league, but I love that they're legit because it goes to show what a good manager with ties to the club can do with young players when he's given the chance. Let's let's be honest. This and I you can give you may disagree with me, other people may disagree with me, but even though Chelsea's not going to win the league this year, I think the transfer ban was a blessing in disguise for Chelsea.
1: I agree. You know, I hundred percent agree. Because if if they didn't have a transfer ban, all these young players that you see right now would have probably not been been playing at all. And uh, they've stepped up to the plate, and uh, now they're really they're really uh, solidifying their place on this team. And really, um, what's the right word? They're really. Uh, giving the manager, Frank Lampard, and the club a headache when it comes to transfers next season.
0: Yeah. They're really making them really consider what their – reevaluate what their needs will be for the next yeah. transfer window yeah. for sure. And if there if there was not a transfer ban in place, I think you could argue that the three most consistent and important players could not be st- – maybe would not be starting. And that would be Abraham. Mason Mount and Tamori. Yep. Who have all been super consistent, have played just about every game, um, and statistically have probably been the most important players uh, for Chelsea so far.
1: Yeah, they have. And, you know, a, a lot of people shit on Chelsea for loaning out all their players, like academy players, to these uh, championship teams or across the world. But as you can see now, that it really helps, doesn't it? when they come back and, and you know and, and they're playing now you know you had Tammy Abraham playing for Austinville in the championship helped them pretty much get promoted uh you had Mason Mount and uh and Tamori playing at Derby County with Frank Lampard in the championship mm-hmm. and uh, they got a lot of good uh, first team football there and a lot of uh, professional experience you know whereas if they didn't get loaned out they probably would have wouldn't have developed as much. As um as they are not as they have now, so it really speaks a lot to Chelsea for loaning out all these players and giving them a chance to kind of get some experience. At the same time, you know people shit on this system, but it's been working in Chelsea's favor right now in terms of uh in terms of um what 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 they've been doing on the pitch.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. And whereas they do loan out probably oh. too many players, but they definitely picked the right clubs. And made the right moves with the loan moves for those three guys in yeah. particular. Yeah. Like you said, putting them uh, with Lampard, those two guys, and then ultimately making Lampard the coach. And this also goes back to the transfer ban being a blessing in disguise. There being a transfer ban combined with Lampard having his first season in charge this year was just like the perfect combination. And. If there wasn't a transfer ban, I think Lampard would would have struggled more uh, yeah, because yeah. he would have had more decisions to make uh, with whoever they had brought in, and I think just all around, even though they're probably, it's going to be they could make a they could make a, a run for third, um, but they're playing exciting they're playing great great football, mm-hmm. and. They're really dangerous on the attack, and if they could just go find some defensive uh, reinforcements, and w- once that ban is lifted, they're going to be in really good shape.
1: Yeah, as long as these uh, young players keep keep uh, keep consistency for next season. But yeah, I agree, dude. And another player that I've liked from that's changed a lot on this Chelsea team since Lampard came is Jorginho. Playing a lot better. He looks a lot better. You know, I, I didn't re- I didn't like him under sorry at all. I mean, I thought he was really boring. I, I didn't really think he brought a lot. And to be honest, I thought he was just a waste of a of a player, especially
0: oh. because Conte was playing
1: next yeah, to him that, in, the, in yeah, the midfield. That's what I'm saying. But he looks he looks a lot better under Lampard now. I mean, he looks like a different player. Um, that's yeah. another thing too. They're playing like this without Conte. has been out for a few games. Yeah, now. I mean, yeah, man. They're man. I'm jealous, dude. This is how I want. This is what I thought United would be like. I'm gonna. Be, yeah. <laughs> this is what I thought United would be like. Well, last but not least, with this game, Captain America, baby, Christian Pulisic. Hattie, the perfect hat trick too man left foot right foot head yeah
0: pull a trick man pull a trick baby nice nice ass goals um really after especially after they got that first one really showed a boost in confidence in terms of how he was just going out in the attack uh just taking guys on was a fucking nightmare for ben me and tarkowski at the back for burnley just seemed like he was running at them almost every time he had the ball and I felt like he was a bit hesitant to do that um in his other appearances this year. And now that he has this game under his belt, I'm hoping it's just opens the floodgates for him, yeah,
1: hopefully, man. yeah, he killed it, dude. uh, he popped off. He was looking for his first goal, and he got three. so uh I mean that's good that's good not only for him, for Chelsea, but for for u s fans as well, man, because he needed that. He definitely he, he, needed that looking at him on in the international stage uh, like 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 we were talking about it looked like he didn't he hasn't played a meaningful 90 minutes before mm-hmm. before this uh before this game so this is huge for him huge for for America for Team America um you know this is good stuff man you love to see it you yeah. love to see it absolutely
0: great for Christian and it's great that it seems like all of his, all of his teammates seem to really like him too like he's a good good dude to have in the team oh yeah yeah um i mean you see on Bashuai and those guys' Instagram stories, um, celebrating with him after the game, and one of the coolest things—the last thing I'll say before we move on—when he's, sc- I think it was after the third goal, the Chelsea fans were actually chanting "USA, USA." The oh, traveling really? Fans, <laughs> and I thought that was like, like, is this real life?
1: That's like, hilarious. Are we watching?
0: Too. Are we watching one of our own, 21 years old, score a hat trick in the Premier League and the fans chanting "USA"? USA. That's, That's surreal.
1: Yeah, man. Oh, God. That's just uh, that's just soft smiles all around. Soft it. smiles, and soft smiles for days. all around for days. Is just puts a grin on your face. But yeah, Chelsea
0: playing great football, tied for third with Leicester, who will move on to <laughs> absolutely slaughtered Southampton. This is a Friday game. <laughs> Javi, should we just liquid just just liquidate Southampton,
1: huh? Nine nothing, dude. I mean, if you let up nine goals. You should be relegated. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really. The worst ever home defeat in, I think, the top flight anywhere in Europe. Yeah, I I think they said the last time this score ha- the was in like 1909 or something. It was like it was like I don't even know, dude. It it was like a long ass time ago. Like in like uh in the Premier League history, it was like a 12-0, fucking win uh, since. 1909 or some shit. Yeah, like they that. said they said it was Nottingham Forest versus a team that doesn't exist anymore. right? They said it was like the record
0: for an away win by by Leicester City, and <laughs> which I thought was, which made it so hilarious, was that the ninth goal. <laughs> the ninth goal came on a penalty kick with. Probably when it after because they added two minutes of stoppage time and the penalty <laughs> kick came in the ninety third minute. Oh no! So all they had to do was not file someone in the box and after the time expired, and it would have been eight zero. And it would have been eight, which we a yeah. little consolation. Dude. It wouldn't have been down as the record for uh, the worst away uh, defeat.
1: The thing is, home defeat. I didn't expect this. I I, I know Southampton is not like, uh, like amazing, but they're not. I didn't think they were that bad, dude. But no, I mean
0: the this coach that they have in there, they've been playing better with him than they have been yeah. in the last under their last two coaches. But they get the sending off in the 12th minute, which obviously, he fucking killed them. Yeah, um, and it was definitely deserving of a red card, Ryan Bertrand. Um, dude, if you're the home fans, I mean, I, I I'd leave. at half a lot time. of them left in like the 40th minute,
1: I believe. The
0: club honestly should refund every single person who attended that game in my opinion. <laughs> I agree.
1: That was that's, that's bru- not okay. That's brutal, bro. 9-0. I mean, I know they got a red card, but if anything that makes you play a lot more defensive. Yes. And it was clear that after
0: the third goal, which came in the 19th minute, they just gave up.
1: No, yeah, I uh I, I mean, that was just a horrid display. By by Southampton, and uh, I mean yeah, man, it was a it was an ass it was
0: an ass whooping. I will say, it was just as much Leicester like lights out finishing and all that as it was Southampton just giving up and playing like dog shit. But yeah, liquidate Southampton, give all those fans their money back because no one no fan deserves that for any sport, any team, anywhere, (laughs) and. Southampton should get relegated. That's the last thing. That's a,
1: that's a, that's a horrible way to sell your Friday if you're a Southampton fan yeah. is is going to watch a game and get, watch your team just get absolutely ass slapped by Leicester 9-0. All those
0: fans who probably left the game in the 40th minute by the time they got to the pub down the road it was 5 nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Cuz it wasn't halftime yet. <laughs> So, oh man,
0: relegate Southampton, liquidate the club, give the fans their money back. Nick. But uh, that's it for the Premier League recap from this weekend. <laughs> um, other results, I, get, I guess. Quick side note: I mean,
1: Everton lost three-two to Brighton. Yeah, they fucking. suck. They suck. I mean, how is Marco Silva still in a job? Yeah, I'm. I'm it's so, actually mind boggling. I'm this team point. Silva for, team the, for, <laughs> Everton, for, <laughs> for, for the Everton. sake
0: of Everton fans who probably want to kill themselves at this point. Uh, Wolves one-one with Newcastle. Uh, Sheffield. Get a result, a uh, late result, against West Ham, 1-1.
1: Another goal. A goal. They let up a goal. They score
0: a goal. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Lise Mousset. Uh, he's, been, he's been doing pretty well. He's got two, goal, two yeah. goals in the last two games, yeah. I believe. Um, City over Villa, 3-0. Uh, that's it. And Watford and Bournemouth, another stinker. Uh, Bournemouth, who have a pretty good attack. Been 0-0 in the last two games. So uh, that's interesting to hear. Um, hopefully in three yeah they're playing United next Uh, but in other news we will move on we've got huge breaking US Men's National Team news this came out yesterday Serginio Dest has committed his future
1: to the United States of America it's good for the Yanks baby good for the Cowboys get those assless chaps out fellas (laughs) it is go time it is fucking go
0: time we finally have a second quality outside back in our system that is ready to go and fucking start and be consistent outside of well, we've got some but this guy can actually play left back which we haven't had in like over a decade uh, a good one at least um, so now they'll have Yedlin they'll have Dest they'll have Reggie Cannon who's a good talent and then they'll have Chris Gloucester who is a young uh, kid playing in Germany who's got a lot of potential as well but I'll be honest, Hav. I did not see this coming. I thought I actually thought he was going to pick the Dutch.
1: Yeah, I I, I thought so too, man. Because I thought if if I was Dest and you're sitting at home looking at how, let's be honest, how much in shambles the federation of U.S. Yeah. soccer is, he's kind of just like, ooh, you know, Netherlands sounds a little bit more sexier. Let's be honest, but, um, you know, as as people say though. When it comes to national team, like club is different, right? Because you can just move around easily, and you know it's just like nation. When it comes to your country, it's wherever you have more feeling towards, right? Yeah. And with Dest, I mean, the U.S. believed in him when he was a youngster. Right? Netherlands, yeah, he, Netherlands didn't believe him, and I don't know. I don't know the story with that, but the U.S. picked him to play for their national team for their sub, you know, twenty sub seventeens or whatever, and the Netherlands, Netherlands didn't. So I mean. The feelings for, for the U.S. Are, are there. Yeah, he
0: was, I believe he was born and grew up in the Netherlands. Uh, but one of his parents had American citizenship. And he played for the United States under-17s and the under-20s. And then he got that call-up and played in that game against Mexico uh, for the senior team mm-hmm. uh, a couple window international yeah, yeah. breaks ago. Um, So, you're right. That is something the United States had going for them. Um, They gave him a chance at a young age. Um, It probably, and I ultimately think that is what pushed him this way because, you know, he's been in the system since he was 16 years old, and he can, what's the word, Uh, really associate himself better with the United States than he can for for the Dutch, which I don't believe he's played in any sort of Dutch youth game or camp or anything like that. No. Um, no. So that definitely played a big factor for sure. And with the Dutch, you know, even though we went over uh, quite a – this is a while back now, but we were going through, like, the depth that the Dutch have at the outside back position, the fullback position – He's really not too far off from the other guys that they have, but no, yeah. there was going to be more unpredictability in terms of how much time and chances he was going to get with the Dutch as opposed to the national team, given the United States, given how, like you said, shambolic they are right now, mm. he'll be able to just walk into the team. Oh, yeah. Especially the way he's playing with Ajax right now. He's absolutely lighting it up. He's starting almost every game.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah, good... Team USA one, the rest of the world zero, bro. That's that's a beast. That's a good, yeah, that's good stuff. That man. that
0: combined with pull pull it pull a pull hat trick, pull a trick this weekend.
1: Like I said, get those Ashless champs out, man. It's, Big it's weekend
0: out. off the field, um, for the for the United States Soccer Federation for sure. And I would put a poll up on our Twitter the other day after he announced, uh, which was the more significant national team news and. Uh, you guys still have a day to vote on that. It's on our Twitter page. Um, it's like 70-30 towards Dest's commitment. So it just yeah. shows how big of a move and decision that was for us. Um, so Greg Berhalter, if you're listening to this, you now have Sergio Dest, Christian Pulisic, Tyler Adams, Weston McKennie, and a lot of other good young players. If you can put them all together and give them all a chance and make them click, you have no excuse. You have the players. Yep, yep. So moving on from that, great news this week. I was, like I said, I was shocked to hear it a little bit, but um, nonetheless, amazing news for the national team going forward. Um, Elsewhere in the United States, MLS playoffs. That LA Galaxy LAFC game did not disappoint. 5-3 that one ended. Um, Zlatan grabbed his nutsack coming off the field uh, towards (laughs) a fan. Um, said that if he leaves MLS, no one will remember MLS after the game. Uh, Carlos Vela had two goals.
1: Unbelievable game all around. LAFC then, moves on. Then Bob, uh, Bob Bradley goes off on the on – Bob Seb, Bradley tells the – The reporter for ESPN. Tells him to get lost.
0: <laughs> that was a stupid fuck question, by the way. I mean, you had 90 minutes
1: to think of a question, and that's the best you could think of? Get yeah. the fuck out of here, man. It's terrible. <laughs> Asking him if he came up for big games or something. I feel like that question though was so easily set up for Bob Bradley to just be like, "Get the fuck out of here, dude." To, to be like, I mean, he, I don't. I think that was a dumb question, but I also think that Bob Bradley's response was just as dumb in the sense that the question that the reporter asked him was such an easy setup to just be like, "Well, he came up big today, like you know." Yeah, like, he didn't really have to. Yeah, he didn't have to say yeah, what he said. He, I, and he kind of did, like, a get lost, and he walks away, but then he turns around and eyes him, and then turns back. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, I'm like, I think Bob Bradley for sure has, like, a shit list of people he doesn't like, and I think the media is one of them. Zlatan is definitely one of them. Yeah. And I think he was just thinking about when Zlatan called him a little bitch the game <laughs> in yeah. the past that he just flared up. But that he, shit was he, funny. He definitely could have hated that question, but still given a simple answer, There's like
0: it. you said, but – I just love that he was—he was, has no filter and just says, get lost. Get lost. <laughs> <laughs> so LAFC move on. They play Seattle tonight at 9. That'll be a great game, Western Conference Final. And then um, Atlanta and Toronto tomorrow night in Atlanta. That's also going to be a great game. Atlanta defeated Philly uh, on Thursday night, had the earlier game. Um, who you got in those two games, just out of curiosity? Uh, of.
1: Yeah, so – I have I I have LAFC beating Seattle. Um, score I don't know I I but I don't know I just think LAFC is too good man and Vela, yeah, he's on fire, bro. Now that they're past LA Galaxy, actually, I can't see I, 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 can't, them. I can't see anyone stopping them. Um and then Toronto, Atlanta, I think Atlanta takes Toronto. Um I I really like Toronto's team. I just think that they can't they won't be able to handle Atlanta's attack. I I just when yo uh when Joseph Martinez. Yeah. is on fire bro he had a nice goal um against uh what, Philly was it Philly that they played unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable finish against goal, philly yeah. um, so i think atlanta's attack is is going to be too much for toronto but when it so i i see an lafc uh, in Atlanta final, but I, I think LAFC is gonna take the cake. Yeah, right I now. would agree. Um, unless the, unless something happens that I you know I can't. See, I
0: think I think uh they Atlanta, deserve it too though.
1: Yeah, they deserve. I I if if anyone deserves it, it's Vela and LAFC for just such a great season that they've had so mm-hmm. far.
0: I think the Atlanta Toronto game will be tighter. Um, I wouldn't sleep on Toronto. I wouldn't be shocked if they get a re- if they go into Atlanta and get a result um just cuz Atlanta is not not the Atlanta team they were last year under Tata Martino. Yeah, yeah. Uh but I ultimately do uh, I I would put my money on Atlanta yeah. if I had to. Uh so yeah, those are tonight and tomorrow. Um those will be good games. Uh but moving on, uh just really quick, we're going to touch on Syria and La Liga, give you guys updates on those just because uh we've been on one with the Bundesliga. Uh, The Bundesliga is just making us really horny lately. Uh, But we will touch on Serie A real quick. Juventus dropped points to Lecce. Mm -hmm. And then Inter failed to capitalize on those drop points, and they tied Parma. So Inter stayed top. They actually played today um, as well. Inter, they got a win at Brescia. Uh, So they go top above Juve by two points. So Juve's got a game in hand. Uh Roma beat Milan, AC Milan in thirteenth place with ten points, nine goals in nine games. They are fucking atrocious. <laughs> um But Syria staying pretty interesting. Atalanta in third place. They don't know how to play in Champions League, but they're <laughs> no. doing well in the
1: league. And, and that's that's true. And uh again, shout out to uh what is it? Cal Cagliari. Calgli- is that how you yeah, say it? Yeah, Cagliari Cagliari. Um, They're beasting too, bro. Yeah, 7th place. They're 7th place, 15th place. Not too far off from a European spot. Um, But yeah, Milan's stinky still. The ocean's blue. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, pretty good Serie A so far, though. Inter's really um, going to give Juve some problems in the league, yeah. which is awesome because I don't want to see Juve just win it easily. Yeah, so. I agree. Conte has been, been a revelation for Inter, for sure. Great coach. Yeah, he's been he's been Great killing, coach. He's been killing
0: it. And then in La Liga, Barca played today. Uh, they spanked, I think it was Valladolid, 5-1. Yeah, 5 1. Um, they go top. Granada is in second place somehow. Um, Atletico still don't know how to score. Uh, they actually won 2 0 against Athletic Bilbao, but they tied Olives today 1 1. Um, just what the heck are they doing? They should be doing better than they are. Uh, Lucas Perez. (laughs) Remember him? Played for Arsenal for a hot minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He salvaged a point for Olives today against Atletico. Um, They do sit third, Atletico, which still isn't bad. Real Madrid sits sixth, but they have a game in hand on Barca. they could uh, get up to one point behind Barca if they win that game.
1: But it's still pretty interesting there at the top. Yeah, it is. Um I mean, not much is separating teams a lot. I mean, Real Madrid's in sixth place, but they're four points behind Barca, who's in first. So,
0: Sociedad uh, have been a fun team to uh, to watch this year. Yeah, they, they sit have. fourth.
1: Yeah, they sit fourth. I don't even know who's on their squad still. If I if I'm honest with you, um, they got Janjazai Jiz- <laughs> Jan- from from Manchester United. Wow, what a blast from the past uh, he is. Od- Odegaard, Odegaard, who's been killing it. Um, Nacho Monreal. Nacho Monreal. Uh, I mean, I don't really know any of these players. Alexander Isak is an attacker from Sweden. Two he goals. was at Dortmund for a hot minute. Yeah, I yeah, I remember seeing that name. William Jose, four goals. I mean, these are like, I don't really recognize a lot of these players, but they're, they're killing it, though.
0: Yeah, so La Liga stays pretty interesting for the most part. Um, Barca, Doing Barca haven't things. been as convincing
1: as we thought they were going to be. Uh, no. And fucking Granada in second place. Yeah, Messi makes more than all their players combined. So
0: yeah, so that'll do it for those little. Just want to give you guys some quick, some quick updates. Uh, then we have one extra touch
1: apiece. piece. How? What do you? What do you got? Uh, so we were talking about MLS earlier and Zlatan grabbing his nuts. Um, that will might be the last time us Americans and MLS will be able to see those nuts grabbed uh, live. Uh, <laughs> cause he apparently will be taking his talents to Spain. Uh, If you guys have seen that video that he released saying, España, I am coming back. Um, I don't know what team he's going to, though, which should be interesting to see where he goes. A lot of people were speculating. I mean, Barca, Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid, or even Granada. Um, So I don't know, man. I mean, he's 38 years old. He's obviously still got a, a lot a lot of fuel left in the tank. Showing no signs of slowing. Showing no signs of slowing him or his ball sacks. <laughs> um, I mean, I I don't think it's crazy to think that he could still do well in Europe. If I if I'll be honest with you, I mean, he doesn't he doesn't really provide a lot of pace or movement anymore. But if you want something doesn't have like to. doesn't have to, if you just want if you if you want a player that you know is gonna score for you, in big moments. And 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 anyway, just still score consistently throughout a season. It's him; he'll still bang you for sure, like fifteen twenty goals in a, in the a league.
0: Puts himself in the in the best spots. Knows still knows how to finish like a fucking chief. Hey, don't need to be fast no more. Nope, he's got the size. So, and I actually did hear that uh, Sao Paulo or not Sao Paulo, um, the Sao Paulo Stadium, home of Napoli, uh, was a option for him. Um, I heard whispers that Napoli was being considered, but it does look more like um, his destination will be La Liga, so that'll be interesting. Um, I've got one extra touch. Uh, We'll tweet this out just so you can uh, put words to a a video here. This came from the German second flight. Um, I believe this was over the weekend. So let me walk you through this here. Uh, This was... I don't even know who the. T- Bachem? Bachem? From the second flight in they're Germany? Relevant. So they're playing, and their striker is in on goal, um, and he takes a shot, and it misses the net, and the subs that are warming up behind the net are on the touchline or the end line. <laughs> and one of the subs, who's literally standing on the end line with his penny on, traps the ball before it fully crosses the end line. Oh no. And the referee and I I took I took refing class way back in the day and maybe they changed the rules since then, but I don't remember this being how the rules are laid out, but the referee gave a penalty. So, cuz the ball didn't clearly go over the line and since he was technically on the field, he's part of the game, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um even though he's not a live player. Yeah. He's yeah. on the field and he stops the ball before it fully crosses the line. The referee gives a penalty and <laughs> the team goes and scores after what was originally a botched chance because this guy traps
1: the ball <laughs>
0: before it fully goes over the line. That's weird. That's a weird uh Do
1: you remember the rules being like that? I mean, if it wasn't gonna go in, like why would he call it PK? Like it wasn't even close to going Well, in I get that. that something needed to be called yeah, because
0: something someone infracted with
1: I mean, I'd say, like, like a corner or something. I would say, like,
0: I think it'd be, like, an indirect free kick from where he touched the ball at. Not a PK, though. But not a PK. But that's what he
1: gave. I think he just pulled that out of his ass. Yeah,
0: that's what he gave. And there's a poor little Asian guy that was the sub that Uh. (laughs) didn't let the ball go over the line. But the guy ended up scoring the penalty kick. And I don't know if who won or lost this game, but never seen that before in my life. Um, had to include that in our X-Touch segment. So we'll put that on Twitter. Um, I couldn't believe my eyes. Never seen it before. Uh, That came from the German second division. Uh, So, yep, we only had a couple for you guys. And then we will round out the episode here with our golden goals.
1: Yeah, so I'll I'll go with mine first. Uh, I'm going to pick Messi's goal from today against... I'm not even gonna try to start to say their name. Um Valladolid? Valladolid. I don't know. They're a shit team. Um It's another another classy free kick from Messi, man. Uh it's your classic uh left foot inside uh inside uh inside the box. not inside the box, sorry. Uh, it was just <laughs> using the inside of his foot and uh just curled one in, top right, top right corner and uh Easy goal and then his celebration, nonchalant celebration, he's just like I've been here before, I've scored yeah. a free kick. Whatever. So, um, I, I really I really like that. It's just another master class from Messi, the little magician that always finds a way to pull a rabbit out of his ass.
0: Two so, goals and an assist in this game. Yeah. No, two goals and two, two assists. assists in this yep. game. Yep. On so, five
1: goals. Wow. That's so. insane.
0: I'll never forget this is a story for another day, but when um Argentina played in Copa America at Soldier Field. and They played against the United States, and he scored an unreal free kick in that game. And seeing it live was just amazing. Something else. Uh, but my golden goal uh, comes from Syria. Uh, this came from over the weekend. Um, Brescia played, uh, was it Inter?
1: Yeah. yep.
0: Um, actually, I think they played Inter today. I don't know who they played over the weekend. Uh, but Sandro Tonali, who's a young Italian center midfielder, um, he's 19 years old, he scored a crazy free kick from, like, an area where it probably should have been across, but he just found the top corner far post. Unbelievable. I don't know if he was going for the shot or if it was supposed to be a cross, but fucking found its way in the top corner. I think it's he's a defensive midfielder, so it's got to be his first goal of the year, maybe his second but he's been he's been a part of the Italian national team at a young age. Uh is going to be like that next De Rossi as a center defensive yeah, mid. Yeah. Um so he's going to be an exciting talent to watch. So we will tweet those onto our Twitter page um probably tomorrow or the next day. Uh but that will do it uh, unless you got anything else up.
1: No, that's uh that's it man. That's it. Nothing nothing else. Well, I guess we uh, our, our club team that we play for on Sunday leagues beat the number one team uh, this past weekend. Yep. So uh, all we got to do is win these next two games and you win the shit, man, under the first division. So Let's get it. Promotion.
0: Um, Promotion. Pro-rel yeah. for uh, amateur Sunday leagues. <laughs> Very
1: true. So um, at Nike, uh, I'll expect that contract soon. Um, just 17. Actually, I'm not going to give you my address on here, but you know. <laughs> uh, I hope not. Never mind. Forget Forget it. But... Uh, beast us beast wings uh, we're gonna get after it again so yeah, yeah big it.
0: game this weekend but <laughs> that will do it for episode 19 thank you all for listening uh, and we'll see you next time peace guys